Welcome to the Entrepreneur's Cafe, where master business coach Erica Ross Krieger and her special guests teach you how to create true entrepreneurial wealth from the inside out. Grab your favorite podcast beverage and get ready for the Entrepreneur's Cafe. Now here's your host, Erica Ross Krieger. Welcome to the Cafe Wealthies. Well, grab a cup of something yummy, sit back and prepare to be inspired. And while you're sitting back, grab a note and paper because you're going to want to take some great notes. Let me start off by reminding us of the wind beneath my entrepreneurial podcast wings, Turnkey Podcast Productions, who are the sponsor for today's episode. Or maybe I should say they they are, they is, they are. They are the sponsor for today's episode. With Turnkey Podcast Productions, you can make sure your voice is heard. You take your production to the next level with their podcast kits and their awesome support services. And as I said, they are the win beneath my podcast wings. I love them dearly. You can visit them at turnkeypodcast.com. Tell them Erica sent you, and I'm sure they'll treat you like gold. All right. Well, let's jump into this really juicy episode today. I'm excited to take notes myself. So, I have an interview with someone that I'm going to introduce you to, and we are going to get into a great topic. Now, think force of nature in the best possible way. A revenue generating machine and an in-demand speaker, Jennifer Darling shows audiences how to raise their visibility, rise in leadership, and rock their sales results. With over 20 years experience in advertising sales and management for companies such as NBC, CBS and Comcast, she knows what works to boost sales. Jennifer's LinkedIn strategies garners tens of thousands of views and help her clients get $10,000, $25,000, and $100,000 deals without cold messages. How cool is that? She's the author of the highly sought-after book, Increase Your Leads with LinkedIn, 52 Tips for Sales Success. Jennifer helps business professionals tackle sales with simple, stress-free strategies. Now, we may not be able to cover all 52 tips today, but I'm really excited to have her here. And when Jennifer's not teaching people about sales, she's chasing her Yorkie, Finnegan, or snuggling with her 130-pound lapdog, a Bernese Mountain Dog, Roxy. Let's welcome Jennifer as she teaches us how to increase our leads with LinkedIn. Welcome to the cafe, Jennifer, darling. Thank you, Erica. I hope everybody has grabbed their caffeine because you're going to need it for today's cafe show. (laughs) Yay! Well, one of the things I love to do before we jump into your beautiful mindset of all the wonderful things you know about LinkedIn I'd love to ask you to share a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey and what that's been for you. And then we'll get into your, you know, field of of expertise. Absolutely. I'd love to. Well, I'll say I have been thinking of starting my own business and thinking of it and thinking of it for like my whole professional career. I even had a name for my first business. It was going to be Moxie Marketing. But I never got it off the ground. (laughs) It wasn't until I had a quote unquote bad boss, which I'm very thankful now for because he really was the person who catapulted me out of my corporate job, which I was in for 20 years 
and into having my own business. And it really was just like, I had an aha moment. I remember receiving an email from one of my sales mentors who was offering an opportunity to be able to facilitate his workshop. And when I got that email, it just was like, this is the thing. So I went and got certified. I came back to my corporate job and it wasn't much longer that I left my corporate job and started my entrepreneurial journey. And that's been about seven years. So I've been on my own for seven years. After two years, I went back to a corporate job. So I say to people, I quit my corporate job twice because the second time around did not last very long. (laughs) It was obvious that I was no longer employable except for to have my own business. (laughs) once an entrepreneur, always an entrepreneur in the blood, right? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Even on really bad days, I think to myself, there is no way I could go get a job at the very, the very minimum. I could be a virtual assistant and I would make more money and be happier than going back to my corporate job. There you go. Well, tell us, how did you get involved in and learn about LinkedIn? Because for me, That's like, you know, I know better. I know that I should be playing there and I haven't been. So this is really a fascinating topic for me. Now, how did you first get involved in becoming an expert there? It was a fluke. Okay. It was a total fluke. So what happened was I decided I was going to be a professional speaker and I had been not really using LinkedIn. It was this thing over here on the side that I knew I had to check every now and then. I was letting people come to me to connect with me. I wasn't really being, I wasn't really, I wasn't at all being proactive on LinkedIn. And I remember going to a business course and this gentleman came to the business course who was a trainer and he was teaching us about LinkedIn. And when he taught us what was possible, I thought, holy cow, what am I doing sitting back treating this like this afterthought? I really need to get on board and on the bus and start using this. And so he taught me the basics and I took those basics and I married them with my already 20 years of advertising experience. I'd worked for television stations, radio, digital, and I took what I knew about marketing and advertising and promotion. And I just coupled that with what he taught me about LinkedIn and it exploded. People started asking me left and right if I would support them and teach them what I was doing because I went from not paying attention to it to getting thousands of new connections, tens of thousands of views, and new inbound clients coming my way. So I say it was a fluke because I probably never would have went down the LinkedIn path, or or maybe eventually I would have caught up to what I should do, but I wouldn't have been a trainer, really LinkedIn trainer, had, had this guy not showed up in that classroom that day. It's so amazing how when we follow the thread of what is really ours to do, it just clicks and it's there. And anyway, I am really excited about today and what you might be willing to share with our audience, because I know I went through just a one hour crash course with you. And I thought, oh my gosh, I've learned more in this hour than, you know, probably I could have learned on my own in four weeks. So I'd love you to share some tips with my audience about things that work with LinkedIn, things that don't work, you know, where should they start? Anything. Let's just pretend that my audience for this moment is new to LinkedIn. Let's start. Let's start there. Yeah. And so if they're new to LinkedIn and they get on, the first thing that's going to happen is they're going to feel completely overwhelmed and lost. 
That's the sad part of LinkedIn. It's so robust that it's very easy to get lost and then try to do things and have nothing work. So there are really three areas that I think people need to pay attention on and focus on to make this puppy work. And one of those areas requires a lot of attention up front, but then you can let that go and focus on the other two areas. So those areas are your profile, your people, and your posts. So the profile is the one area that really needs to be worked on up front because you don't want to start attracting a lot of people by via your post to your profile if it does not represent the brand you want it to represent. Now, the second thing people do with their profile is they they see it as all about them because the way LinkedIn asks the questions when you're filling it out, it's like the about section. So we naturally think, well, that should be about us. And that would be true, except for if you're trying to build something for marketing and sales, you need the about section to be about your customer. So what I teach people is to change their whole profile from all about them to have it be a marketing machine for for them and their business. I love I love the concept of flipping the switch and saying, nope, this is about them and it's a marketing machine. Oh, that's so helpful. Okay. Yeah. So every single piece in your profile needs to be filled out with a customer focused lens. What can I say that the customer or prospect, what can I say the prospect needs to hear to understand that I get them? I get the struggles that they're going through and I have a path. I'm a guide and I can help them through those struggles. This is how we should look at the profile. So while we're on that first one, let me ask you a quick question. And I don't know if anybody else listening has the same question, but it's mine. So I'm going to go for it. (laughs) So I think back in the day when LinkedIn first showed up on the scene, back then I was a nutritionist, believe it or not. And I think that profile of wellness coach is still up there. Is it too late or can you like make your marketing machine fresh and new even though something's been up there for like 20 years or whatever. Yeah. So are you saying you have two profiles? No, no, I have one. It's old. It's been up there. I haven't even gone on forever. So got it. Okay. So we're talking about re-emerging with your new brand. Yeah. So can anybody do that? Yeah, absolutely. Now it's going to take a little bit of time. All right. I'm just going to be honest with you. It's going to take a little bit of time because your old profile has keywords in there that relate to your old position. And it, you can't just take keywords and change them overnight and have a new set of results. It takes time. And it's not just your profile that helps you engage a new audience. It's also the posts and the people that you have in your connections. So it'll take a little bit of time, but 100%. And what I believe is that LinkedIn, well, first off, LinkedIn is an excellent networking tool. And what I believe is the biggest opportunity for people are referrals. Who knows you who might refer you to somebody else? And so all the people you were connected to in your nutrition business may have or know people in their network who they can refer you in your new business. Now, one of the things you can do is as you update your profile, you can toggle a little switch on the back in the settings that says notify my network of the changes on my profile. Now, I would not do that till you get your profile completely filled out. I wouldn't do that for every piece because that would just get distracting and annoying. And it might draw people who don't see your completed profile. 
once you've updated your profile, notify your network that this is the new Erica and that's different from the nutrition Erica. Right. And I am sure that I'm not the only one who's tuned in and listening here who needs to either update their profile from what you slapped up there initially when you were doing it without mindfulness. So just listen to what Jennifer just said, guys, which is it is possible once you get it all nice and pretty and perfect and updated, it may take some time, but then, you know, notify your network. So thank you for that, Jennifer. That's great. Well, let's talk about the other two pieces. Yes. So once you have your profile set and you're ready to attract people to your profile, then your work begins on building your network, your people, and the posts that you make. So I'm going to talk about the network first, because one of the biggest questions I get from people in every training that I do is, should I accept everyone who asks me to reconnect? And the answer from me is you should accept about 95% of the people to ask you to connect. The reason people ask that question is because the number one complaint they have with LinkedIn is people selling them. You get a new connection and then right away, the pitch slapping starts promotion, sales, you know, do you want to be a best-selling author? They never even looked at your profile to see that you're a five-time best-selling author. author. <laughs> do you want to be a six-figure coach? They have no idea that you're a seven-figure coach. You know, whatever it is, they are starting to spam you and nobody likes that. We don't want to do that, but that's why people don't want to accept connection requests is because they're too much spamming. So if I get people who are spamming me like that, the first one I let it slide because I figure they haven't been in one of my trainings, but the second and third and fourth time I go and I disconnect with that person. I, I disconnect with them because as soon as I do that, they're no longer allowed to send me messages. They can mm. no longer directly send me messages. So I just say, okay, we're done. You spam me too much. I've got other, you know, better things to do, but I accept a lot of the incoming people because I don't know where my next referral might come from. Every other week, I get an inbound referral from somebody I don't even know. No longer is marketing about who you know. Marketing has changed in the digital world, and it's now about who knows you. So I want the biggest fear, S-P-H-E-R-E, sphere. I want the biggest fear of people who can see me and who know me, who I'm giving value to so they can refer me for business. I don't want to keep a closed network. Otherwise, I will not have as create as many opportunities for myself. So it's not like, uh, I don't know, Facebook, where you want to keep your friends tight and close to you kind of thing. This is a different ball. Exactly. You know, and there's maximums. Facebook has a 5,000 friend maximum. LinkedIn has a 30,000 connection maximum. So there's there's maximums. But also people are on Facebook for a lot of personal reasons. LinkedIn, we're on it for business reasons. Yes, people still spam, but people are there because they're looking for business news and business information and business networking and business connections. Not all the personal stuff of a mass social media like Facebook. Fabulous. Okay, so then we've got profile people. What's next? So then we have posts. Okay. Posts are one of the most challenging things for people. What do I write about? What kind of posts gets results? What kinds of posts don't get results? So I have figured out that there are four what I call power posts that work very well for different reasons 
in getting engagement. Now, engagement can come in three ways. Engagement can be views, the number of views on your post, which is a really nice analytic to notice. I love getting thousands of views on my posts because I know more eyeballs are seeing my posts. But it's not the only measurement. The engagement, which somebody likes your comment or the other selections they could choose, love, clapping, whatever, but basically they like your comment. That means they actually took an extra time out of their day to press a button saying they liked it. And we can get a list of the people who've done that. And the nice thing about that list is sometimes there's second and third person connections. That means people who we're not connected with that we might want to connect with. And they're engaging with our posts. So not why not reach out to them and grow our audience with those people? And the third kind of engagement is somebody commenting on your post. Well, that takes a lot of effort because we are all very busy professionals. So if somebody goes and comments on your post, you want to comment back. You don't want to be ghosting your favorite fans who are taking the extra time to comment. So we want to build posts that are going to get those kinds of engagements. The four power posts, the first one is a newsletter. The newsletter is a new feature. I love it. First newsletter I posted, I had a thousand new subscribers. Wow. When you, yeah, I know. It, do you know how long it took me to build a list of? Oh, I people? can, I, I can testify. <laughs> how long have I been doing my newsletter and getting a thousand? Like, yeah, no easy task. Right, none. But I post one newsletter in LinkedIn, and I had a thousand subscribers. Wow. The cool thing about this is when they subscribe, when you post another newsletter, LinkedIn sends it to their email inbox. Oh, lovely. It is a gold nugget. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I am going to put in the speaker notes gold nuggets so people will remember to listen in to this podcast because gold nuggets are wonderful. (laughs) Yeah. So that newsletter is one of the first things I'd start with. And the other thing based on research is that decision makers are 45 percent more likely to be article readers. So when you put that newsletter up and we write in an article format, let me just real quick say what that is. A newsletter, people think of a newsletter as, let me tell you all the things about my company. This week, Joanna got a promotion and we celebrated a in company. That's not what we want to write in a newsletter. We want to write education, marketing pieces, content that supports people with giving them tips and strategies and ideas on how they can grow their business. Not a newsletter about all about you. Again, it's all about them focused. So when we do that, we get more people who want to subscribe and we get decision makers because we know that decision makers are more likely to be readers and they're going to read and they're going to hopefully they're going to read and follow you and read more articles and then decide to buy you, which is what has happened to me on several occasions. People go back and they read those resources And they can see that you're legit because you've been writing about your topic and your expertise. That's the first one. (laughs) Wow. The second kind of power post is what I call flipbook. And that goes under the documents tab. So if you go look at my LinkedIn profile, which is under Jennifer Darling Speaks, you'll see that there are two permanent positions. One is articles where your newsletters go. And the other is documents. These documents are like flipbooks. They're like eBooks. So you can create an ebook that's graphically heavy, not text heavy, but graphic heavy with some text. And you can literally put that up and you'll get thousands of views on that post. And people have to click on the next button to advance the pages. Once Ah. people physically connect and click advance, 
they are more connected and engaged with your post. Man, that's another gold nugget. Wow. Jennifer, thank you. You are welcome. All right. So let's say it one more time with where they find you on LinkedIn. It's under Jennifer Darling Speaks. Speaks. Jennifer Darling Speaks. Yes. I cannot get the other Jennifer Darling to give me that URL. I've offered her money. She has not accepted my offer. So Jennifer Darling Speaks. You look for the hot pink, the gal with the hot pink profile. That'll be me. <laughs> so will you share the other two types of powerful? You got it. Absolutely. Okay. So number three is what I call a short story post. This is a text only post. It's longer format. It's 1300 to 1500 characters. No links go in this particular kind of post. It's a story. And if you ask the audience a question at the top and bottom of the story and get them to be engaged in your story, your views and your engagements will go up. My favorite kind is a personal story, a personal experience that's happened in your life positioned into a business lesson. For example, my friend Linda and I were toying around with this and I said, tell me something that happened in your life in the last 24 hours. She said, oh, I went to this amazing Mexican restaurant. I said, beautiful. What made it amazing? She said, well, the decor was awesome. They really made sure that they had the ambience of Mexico. And the owner came out and talked with us and made suggestions on the menu. I said, that's awesome. Now tell me who's your market that you serve. And she said, I serve women in leadership roles. Beautiful. What is the connection between your experience at the Mexican restaurant and the women you serve in leadership? And she said, well, it's all about creating the experience and being present with your customers. I said, beautiful, that's your LinkedIn post. And then to add the question for the engagement, it would be, how else would you suggest that women leaders show up for their customers? Oh, beautiful. Oh, that reminds, so then you could take, I love jigsaw puzzles, for example, and I am constantly sharing tips here on the podcast sometimes in my newsletters, in e emails about how putting together a jigsaw puzzle is so much like being entrepreneuring. That would be a really fun thing to do. A hundred percent, Erica. That is a perfect example. I mean, we have experiences every single day. They could be the simplest experiences. As long as you can say, what did that make? What stood out about that experience? And how does that relate to a business lesson? And that is a brilliant post. Okay, so nobody listening is going to know what this means, but Jennifer and I will. Jennifer, I challenge both of us to consider writing a post about pastrami sandwiches. <laughs> so <Perfect>. I will. <laughs> listeners, all you've got to know is Jennifer and I happened to talk about our love for pastrami sandwiches before we started recording. <laughs> yes, and so just go to our, our profiles and search pastrami, and then you'll see our post that we make. That's <laughs> there you excellent. go. I love that idea. Great. All right, so what's the fourth type? All right, so the fourth one is, let me just start by saying, Everybody is looking for lead generation. And currently, the best ways to generate new leads are through networking, through speaking, through referrals, and social media. And advertising is the fifth, but the non-paid ones are the first four. Whenever you're out networking and, or speaking, one awesome type of post 
especially if you're virtual, is to take a picture of the virtual gallery. Now, make sure you ask them, let them know you're taking a picture and you're going to be on LinkedIn. That way they smile and they look nice and they like being on the post and then go tag those people. So if you're networking or speaking, this is a brilliant way to go. And you're tagging people with a relevant post and they'll probably comment back because they were featured in your post. If you're not networking virtual or speaking virtual and you're out in person, you can have the same thing happen by taking pictures on your phone and then posting and tagging the pictures on your LinkedIn newsfeed with those people that you met. This is such an excellent post because it gets into the news feeds of other people, but it's a relevant post. I hate when people tag me on things that have absolutely nothing to do with me. It's just kind of a little annoying to me. But if you have something that has to do with me, we were in an audience together, a networking group together. You watched me speak. I watched you speak. These are very good posts to put up and get engagement. Absolutely fabulous. No, there is so much. Obviously, we could talk here, but what I want to do is invite the audience to join you the next time you're doing something exciting. So if you wouldn't mind segueing to that, what is coming up? What can people sign up for? What can they learn about? What do you got to tell us? Yeah. So the number one thing I would encourage you to sign up for, because it'll be there forever and ever now in this podcast. And when you, if you listen to the podcast six months after the recording, you'll want to get the ultimate LinkedIn profile checklist. And the URL for that is ultimateprofilechecklist.com. And what that gives you is a free download where I go through every section of your profile, the first piece I talked about today. And I tell you from a sales and marketing perspective what you should have in each section. So you definitely want to go get that because you can walk through every section and you can check mark, check off, wherever you are. So you don't have to try to get the whole thing done overnight, but you can have a list of what comes next and how to do it. So get the ultimate profile checklist. The second thing is I uh, run once a year, I do a big launch where I run campaigns and training. Right now I'm running the LinkedIn crash course. And so you will find that under darlingcrashcourse.com. We try to make these things easy, Erica. DarlingCrashCourse.com. And we have two more one hour to an hour and 15 minute trainings where I literally show you and give you tons of support and what you need to do to get your LinkedIn profile up to speed. And then from that, if you decide you want more support, then there's the LinkedIn Deep Dive course, which is DarlingDeepDive.com. Again, trying to make it easy. DarlingDeepDive.com. And that course is going to be starting in mid-September. So if anybody would like to come and jump on that course, it is not too late to do that. For those of you listening now, when this goes live, that should be a week after this. So you definitely will have time. And there are all those other juicy things to do too. Jennifer, I'll put all of that in the show notes. So people will know where to go, what to do. I really value your time. I value you. I thank you so much for stopping by and and sharing your bright, shiny light of LinkedIn wisdom with us today. Really been a delight. And I hope everybody was uh, with their caffeine pen and paper and taking lots of juicy notes. So, Yes. If they didn't have caffeine in their coffee or their tea, they definitely got it from us at the cafe today. (laughs) I think so too. All right. So with that, let me say 
not only thank you again, and thank you for spending time with us and the listeners. I want to say this to you, wealthies, as I call you, always remember that success is in your nature and true wealth starts from the inside out. All of the information from today's show, including all of the links that Jennifer mentioned, will be in the show notes. Until next time, please be well and go happy preneuring. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Entrepreneur's Cafe podcast. If you like the show, please rate, recommend, and review us on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts so we can spread the positivity and the love of entrepreneuring from the inside out. Until next time, my friends, listen to your big entrepreneurial heart. Follow your passion, take that inspired action, and be boldly and brilliantly you. You can get more valuable advice and inspiration from Erica's free Entrepreneur's Toolkit over at ericarosscoach.com forward slash toolkit.